Today's daf is Ksubis daf Kufches. We are at the Mishnah, four lines from the bottom of daf Kufzai and Omidbeis. Today's daf is being learned by Ilun Nishmas, Chaim Elazar, Ben Yabadal Chaim Reb Shimshon Arye, and as a schus refuah shalema for Scharia Shalom, Ben Batsheva Simcha. So we're moving along in the 13th and final parak of Masach Ksubis, which began with a general statement that stated, Shtei Dainei Gzeirois Hoyu B'Yerushalayim Admoin V'chanan Ben Avshalim So there were two Dainei Gzeirois that presided in Yerushalayim. One's name was Admoin, the other one was Chanan. And then the Mishnah went on to say that Chanan Oymer Shneidvarim. Chanan said two things, obviously. If he was one of the Dainei Gzeirois in Yerushalayim, he said more than two things. But two things are Krashi Shaloi Hoyu Chachamim Moidim Loi. And Admoin Oymer Sheva. Admoin said seven things. Shaloi Hoyu Chachamim Moidim Loi. We learned the very first Mishnah, which meant, which mentioned the very first halacha that Hanan said that the Chachamim were not murdered to. Today's daf is going to mention the second of the two halachas that Hanan said that the Chachamim were murdered to. And then we're going to shift our attention from Hanan to Admoin. And we're going to begin mentioning the seven halachas that Admoin said that the Chachamim were murdered to. So really, today's daf is going to begin on point and then it's going to digress. And the point of the digression is that really the avoider of the end of Masech Ksubis, until we get to the last Yudaf and Avagadita, are the two halachas that Hanan said, Shloi Hoyu Chachamim Moedem and the seven halachas that Admoin said, Shloi Hoyu Chachamim Moedem Now it's interesting that the two halachas of Hanan are very much related to each other. They are very much me'inyin le'inyin ba'isin. So what was Hanan's first halacha? And then we'll immediately segue into a second. A man has a responsibility to provide mezoinos to his wife. man went to Medina Sayyaf. His wife comes to Bezdin and says, my husband didn't leave me any money. He didn't leave me any food. I need to support myself. Bezdin will go to the nechassim of the man who's in Medina Sayyam, take whatever is needed to support this man's wife. The machloik is between Hanan and the Chachamim was, does the woman have to swear right now before she takes the mezoinos? What would she swear? that before her husband left, he didn't make any arrangements for her to have what she needs. Meaning, there was no tzari atvasa, he didn't say tzi maisi adayich bim or not, maybe she does not have to swear. Now, it seems from the Mishnah, everybody agrees that at some point she'll have to swear. The question is, does she have to swear now? Achshav, when she's coming to collect the money, is there an obligation to swear or not? The Bnei Kehanim Gedolim said yes. Tishava betchilo. Right now, if she wants mezoinus, Bezdin will give her whatever she needs. But at the same time, this is an example of a shvod rabbanon. She's first going to have to swear. Hanan said tishava b'soif v'loy tishava betchilo. There's no reason for her to swear right now. B'soif when she collects her ksuba minachse hayesoimim. Anyway, she's going to have to swear. And at that point, she'll also swear lemafreya that all the money that she took for mezoinus was okay. But right now, there is no obligation of a shmuel. Yesterday's daf discussed the machloikis between Rav and Shmuel had to understand Pashib Shan and the Mishnah. According to Rav, the halach of the Mishnah was stated unequivocally. It's something that's true for every single man that goes to Medina Sayyam. His wife wants mezoinus. As long as there's a shvua, either
either betchila or besoyf, she's going to get whatever mezoyness she's entitled to. If the husband comes back and he starts questioning it, we'll deal with that at that time. But right now, we're going to go into the nechassim, we'll repossess whatever's necessary and give it to this woman. Shmuel, however, argued, and Shmuel said that the halach of the mission is only true in a very specific akimta. It's true where there's a shmuel that this man that went to Medina Sayyam is no longer alive. In fact, from the Gemara, it sounded like that it's talking about where two Edim said that this man is not alive. A discussion, what about Edechot, etc. But the point is that the halach of the Mishnah is only true if we know that this man died. In that case, the halach is Bezdin will be Yerud Anachasav. Otherwise, Bezdin will not be Yerud Anachasav. Regardless, that was Hanan's first halacha. The second halacha is going to deal with a very similar situation. There was a man, he's married, he went to Medina Sayyad. He left his wife. His wife claims that she wasn't left with any mezoinus. Word got out that there's a married woman who is not being supported now by her husband. So there was a man who was a very, very fine gentleman. He decided, out of the goodness of his heart, he is going to be mefarnus this man's wife. Then the man came back from Dina Sayyam and the Mafarnes goes over to the husband and says, you know, I was doing your job. I was supporting your wife. I want you now to pay up. First glance, you would think, for sure, the husband would have a responsibility to address this and to deal with this, stating that this Exact case is the subject of Hanan second halacha, and as we'll see, it's very not posh. And somebody got up, nobody asked him to, and he was mefarnis this man's wife. Hanan says, This man lost his money, meaning he has no claim in Chayshim Mishpat towards the husband. He can't say that I took care of your obligation. I supported your wife and I want you now to make me whole. Again, like in the previous mission, the Bnei Kehanim Gedolim argued with Hanan. And they said, No, this man can go over to the husband and ask to be reimbursed for the money that he laid out. However, he has to swear. So Yishama Kama Hoitzi, Yashvur swear how much you spent on the mezoyness of this man's wife, Yito, and you can take everything back. Amr Abdelisman said that I like the Shita of the Bnei Kehanim Gedolim. Amr Abdelisman and Zakai, Rabbi Yechem and Zakai said, like he did in the previous Mishnah, Yofa Omar Hanan. I think Hanan is saying good. Meaning, I believe Ibe des Ma'isov, and he explained it with a mashal. He niach Ma'isov al Keranatsvi, because this person is comparable to somebody who would take his money and he would put it on the horn of a tzvi, the horn of a deer. So what's unique about somebody who puts his money on the horn of a deer? So if you look in the Tais Vesiantif, he says two pshat. And one pshat he says is that a deer runs very fast. Have katzvi. So because he runs very fast, if you're going to balance something on the horn of a tzvi, chances are you're going to lose it. Meaning, you ma'abed your mom and ladas. You understood that you were in getting involved in something extremely risky where there was a very good possibility that you were never going to get your money back. You rolled the dice and you lost. You thought this man would want to pay you back. He decided not to, but the point is he has no obligation. Tzviyantar says another shot that a tzvi sheds its horns. So if you put something on the karen tzvi and then the karen falls off, then naturally the money is going to get lost. Regardless, Hanan holds that the person has no obligation, has no responsibility to make him whole. Now Rashi speaks out a very important comment on the Mishnah, just to understand Pashid, what's going on here, and that is the Mishnah is talking about a situation 
where this man never had a conversation with the husband, but he decided that he's going to loan money to the husband. Not by giving it directly to the husband, but by giving it to the husband's wife. And there's a methodology to it. This man owes money to his wife. He understands that. He knows Bezdin is about to be Yerudun Achasav. But the point is, Bezdin's going to do what Bezdin needs to do. So, in his mind, he's doing something very practical. I'm going to lend money to the husband. He thinks he's being a good guy. And eventually, he's going to be made whole. Nobody asked you. Who asked you to lend me money? I didn't ask. I didn't come borrow money from you. You decided to give me money? doesn't work that way. You can't become a malva unless I agree to be a loiva. And being that I never agreed to this arrangement, Hanan holds. But Rashi says, what would be if the man had a good lawyer and he structured this transaction a little more appropriately? He didn't lend money to the husband that went to Medina Sayyam. He lent money to the wife. Meaning this woman right now has a schust fear to figure out a way to get supported by her husband. So this man says, you know, I want to give you Mazinus. But instead of lending it to the husband who's going to say, who asked you, he lends it to the wife. Then that loan is a regular legitimate loan where this man is the malva, the woman is the laiva. She borrows the money. She now has a schus for sure to go to her husband and be tevei mezoinus. Bezdin would be yoyed l'nechasav if need be. So of course she can go to the husband and then take the money from the husband and pay off her loan. So sometimes it's just the way you structure it. If the man would have loaned the money to the woman, then he'd get everything. Then it would be fine. The problem is he decided to go a little crumb. He lent the money directly to the husband. And because he lent the money directly to the husband and the husband never signed off on being alive in this transaction, that's when we say, that's the first comment, Rashi. There's another very important comment, just and that is in Toysavis, the bottom Toysavis of the Yomid. Toysavis asks a kasha. Toysavis says, but Toysavis says, is really a bomba kasha. And Toysavis asks that there's a few Gemaras and Chas where the Gemara discusses someone that's yoyred letoich sadach Somebody goes into his friend's field and he decides on a Sunday afternoon, he's bored, he's going to work this man's field and he plants and all of a sudden things start growing does he have a right to go over to the owner of the field and say listen you know I worked your field your field just appreciated in value you're producing payers now you have a whole business going you have income I want a little piece of that the answer is yes and the owner of the field can't tell the yoyre that I never asked you to go to my field what do you want from me the halach is, if someone's yoyred l'toich sadech haveira, even shaloi brishos, shaman loy ka'aris, there's different halachas, but the point is, he's for sure entitled to something. So, Freytos, Sakasha, why is this different than a yoyred l'toich sadech haveira, shaloi brishos? At the end of the day, it's true. You never signed off on being a loyva. You never asked me for a loan. But at the same time, I was mahana you. I gave you benefit. I gave you Hana. You have a responsibility to support your wife. And I just gave you something. And because I gave you something, shouldn't I be entitled to something in return? So why is it that if this man paid off the chayv that the married man who went to Medina Sayyam has, does he have no claim on him? Why is he different than a yoyrid l'toich sadach haveiroi? And Tais says the chilek is like this. The chilek is if somebody goes into somebody's field and he plants something. Now all of a sudden he has a tree that's producing pears. I gave you something. I gave you a tree. You didn't have a tree. Now you got a tree. 
How do you have the Tshmi? Because I physically gave it to you. Because I gave you something, and Toysmith's Loshan is, Hashvach Be'enhu. The Shvach, the thing that I gave you is here. You can touch it. It's physically here. So, Din Hu There, he has a schus to be able to take something. But over here, this Mepharnes didn't give anything to, his hus- to the husband. He didn't give anything to the husband. He gave something to the husband's wife. Now, of course he gave something to the husband. What he did was, is he paid off his chayv. Because this man, when he was going to come home, was going to be left with an invoice underneath his front door that was going to have a whole printout of all the mezoinists that he owes his wife right now. So really what he did was, he pattered up this chayv. But he didn't physically give him something. What he did was, in the words of Toysfis, he was mavriachari. What he did was, is he removed uh, a liability. He removed an invoice. He took away something that otherwise maybe would have cost him money. But being that he didn't give him something, all he did was, was remove a liability. That's Toysvist's distinction. And really, it's a segue to understanding this whole sugya, which of course we're not going to go into right now because we do what we do. But just to understand, Pasha, what's going on here, and that is that if somebody gives somebody physically something, that's different than if somebody just removes a potential liability from somebody. It's not the same thing. If I give you something, I have much more of a schus, tviya, to take back from you versus if I made something better for you, could be in a very, very profitable, even lucrative way. But at the same time, I didn't physically take something from my hand and put it in your hand. All I did was, was mavriach ari. Right? What's the marshal mavriach ari? So there's an ari that's standing in front of something and because of that, you can't get past it. And you mavriach ari, you scare it, you get it to run away. You didn't give me anything. All you did was... You will remove the Ari, and as a result, I now have access to whatever it is I was trying to have access to. That's different than me physically giving you something, and that's really the mafteach. It's the schlissel to understanding this whole sugya. Either way, the Gemara begins with a Tanan Hasim. Sok to Gemara, Tanan Hasim. We learned in the mission over there. Where's there? Mesechtis Nedarim. This is really a little bit of a segue to some Nedarim sugya. If somebody is Mudar Hanomi Chaveroi, so how would somebody be Mudar Hanomi Chaveroi? So, Ruven and Shimon. Ruvain either made a nether that Shimon can't have any anah from him, or Shimon himself was the one that made the nether that I won't have any anah from Ruvain. But the point is, there's Ruvain and there's Shimon. Shimon is the one that can't have any anah from Ruvain. Okay, if Ruvain wants, he can pay Shimon's machzis hashekel obligation on his behalf. Every single yid, Bizman Shebeis Amikdash Hayakayim had a mitzvah esed Raisa to give a machzah shekel. That was your buy-in into all the carbonized seabor. If Reuven would pay the machzah shekel on Shimon's behalf, it would be okay, even though Shimon can't have enough from Reuven. Upeirele Eschayva. Reuven is allowed to pay off Shimon's loans. If Shimon lost an object, Reuven's allowed to return. He can be making the mitzvah of Ashavas Aveda. In a place where people that return Avedas get rewarded for it, apparently there were places like that, people are not a hektish. Then the Hano, any schar that Reuven would get for paying or returning the Aveda to Shimon, he should not take. But rather, it should go to hektish. Rashi says this is talking about a case where not only did Shimon make a nether he won't have enough from Reuven, but Reuven also made a nether that he won't have enough from Shimon. So if Reuven can't have enough from Shimon either, then if Reuven returns Shimon Aveda and Shimon wants to pay Reuven, it's a problem because 
It's one thing Ruvain's returning the Avedat to Shimon, Shimon's having an offer from Ruvain. But if it's a Mamakim Shemnoit and Scharat, so now Ruvain's going to be having an offer from Shimon as well. So there the Halachas, people are not the Hektish, you can't take it. Dano's going to have to go to Hektish. But the bottom line is we have a Mishnah which at first glance feels like a very, very big Kiddush. You have two Yidin. One person made a nede is not going to have enough from the other. Shimon won't have any enough from Ruven. Okay, that sounds like Ruven can't do anything beneficial to Shimon. Yet, Ruven can pay Shimon's machzis hashakel. He can pay off all his loans. He can literally pay off his mortgage. If he finds an Aveda, he can return the Aveda. So the Gemara gets busy. I understand why Ruven could give Shimon's machzis hashakel mitzvah kav. Because all he's really doing is a mitzvah. What does that mean? To the term, so again, what was the purpose of the Machzah Shekel? That was your way of buying in to the Karbanah Sibor. There's a halacha that says that when the Kohanim would take the Machzah Shekel, they would be toyrim. They would do the actual Shumas Halishka. The Karbanahs that they brought from that money didn't only work for Machzah Shekel that actually hit the accounts of Hektish. But rather, they would tell him al ha'avod. Let's say somebody sent the machzah shekel, but it got lost somewhere along the way. Or, valagavoy. It was collected, but it just didn't arrive yet to Yerushalayim. Or, valagavoy. It wasn't even collected yet. A person has in mind, he has good intentions, one day he's going to send the machzah shekel. It's a very big chiddish. That the trumas halishka and all the karbanas that were brought with that money work even for people that had not yet physically given the money because as long as somebody had a havamina to give it even if he didn't send it yet or he sent it it didn't arrive yet or better it got lost in all these cases the Allah is you're going to have a schus in the machs okay what's the point of this so it's a very subtle point but the point is this the point is that Shimon does not have to physically give the machs in order for him to have a schus in the Karbanos Sibor. As long as there's a Havamina to give the Machsa Shekel, that in and of itself is going to be okay. Which almost means that the actual giving of the Machsa Shekel is not what gives you a schos in the Machsa Shekel. Because I don't need to physically give the Machsa Shekel. As long as I'm an Asad Ligvois, for example, that would be enough for me to have a Chelek in the Karbanos Sibor. So what is the physical giving of the Machsa Shekel going to accomplish? It's a mitzvah. That's what it is. It's a mitzvah. Now, in this case, where Reuven's giving the machzah shekel on Shimon's behalf, who's the one that gets the mitzvah? So Rashi says a chiddush. Rashi says Reuven's the one that gets the mitzvah. He's the one that wrote the check. He's the one that ultimately is going to get the mitzvah. So the Gemara says, the way Rashi explains it, that I understand why Reuven is allowed to be shoykoloy a shikloy for Shimon. I, Shimon, can't have enough from Reuven. And what's the cash? So the cash is, isn't Shimon benefiting from Ruvain? You're giving me a schus in the Karbanah Sibur. The terrorist says no, because you physically giving the Machsa Shekel is not what's giving me the schus. I was going to give the Machsa Shekel anyways. So being that I was anyways going to give it, I anyways have the schus. Because I'm an Asadlik voice. So I anyways have the schus. What are you doing? You're physically giving it. Physically giving it is a mitzvah. I hear it. It's a mitzvah Baalma. Who gets the mitzvah? You're the one that gets the mitzvah. So it has nothing to do with Shimon. Shimon is not benefiting in any way by the fact that Ruvain is giving this Machsa Shekel on behalf of Shimon. 
Shimon, and the Gemara says, for that reason, I understand why Amudah and Nomei Chaveroi Shnoikoleya Shekloi. Additionally, Umachsei Avedasei, I understand why Reuven would be able to return Shimon's Avedah. Why? Nami, for the same reason, Mitzvah Ka'avid, because all he's doing is a Mitzvah. Now, this is already more difficult to understand, because it's true, all he's doing is a Mitzvah. I'm just returning your Avedah, I'm doing a Mitzvah, but here I am benefiting. You're giving me something that I had lost. Meaning, we just had a whole Shtakal Torah. Why, when you're Mafrish the Machsas Hashekel for me, you're not really giving me any Hana. It's because even without giving the Machsas Hashekel, I would have a Chalik and I would have a stake in the Machsas Hashekel. But Machsalei Avedasa, you don't have that Shtakal Torah. So, what really does the Gemara mean when it says Mitzvah Ka'avid? So, Rashi doesn't explain. If you look at the Ritva, the Ritva says a Pshah, Ayin Sham, not so clear what the Ritva means, but Ayin Sham with the Ritva. Ella, but the Gemara says, but as it relates to the other halacha in the Mishnah, that if someone's Mutana Mechaveroi, the Madder, Ruvain, is allowed to pay off the Chayv of Shimon, Hukamishtar Shule, how do you understand Pasha Pshan in that? Why would he be allowed to do that? You're giving him benefit. Meaning, Shaykhalaya Shikhalaya is Machsa Shekel. That's a Sugi of Mitzvah. Machsalaya Vedasai, Hashavas Aveda, that's a Sugi of Mitzvah. Being that it's a Mitzvah, even though you have to figure out these hard Rashis and the Ritva, but I can make Mitzvah work. How is that possible? How could it be that if Shimon's not let have enough from Reuven, that Reuven can suddenly go and pay off all of Shimon's loans? I'm Rav Oishia. Rav Oishia said, Hamani, you want to know who the town of this Mishnah Masech, the Siddharm is? And this is the reason we're discussing this now. Hanani. It's Hanan of the end of Masech, this Ksubis fame. The Omar who said, Ibe desma oisav. Hanan said, Ibe desma oisav. And just like Hanan said that over there, meaning in our Mishnah, snow too, the same is going to be true in the Mishnah in Masech, the Siddharm. So what does it mean? That it's Hanan. What's the two shtos? Let's see Rashi inside. It's Rashi Dibra Maskul Hananhi the Omar Ibed Ma'isa. Zlesha Pirnes Eshes Chaveira. The person that was Mefarnes Eshes Chaveira. And he had a mind that he was loaning money to the husband, to the man that went to Bedina Sayyam. What was Hanan Shita? He lost all his money. He can't tell him, I just paid off your loan, and as a result, pay me. For who had Therefore, the Gemara is telling too that the same should be true. Any Chayv, not only the Chayv of a married man who has to be Mepharnas' wife. That's a very unique type of chayv. But the same should be true for every chayv in the world. For Omad Chaveira, if his friend got up, Uparai, and he paid off that loan, Zeloi Omaloi Halveni, and this person never agreed to be a like Klum. I'm not chayv anything to you, right? Meaning, the Gemara is making a, a very obvious assumption. That if Hanan's halach is true for a man that went to Medina Sayyam who has a chayv to give mezoinus to his wife, the same should be true for every bal chayv in the world. If you would go over to someone, pay off all his loans, and this guy never asked you to pay off his loans, you would have no schos to go back and try to take your money from him. That's the first part of Rashi. Right? Very obvious. Posh You almost have to wonder why Rashi had to say this. But it's very, very obvious. Hanan's halach is not unique to Mesechtis Ksuvis. It's not unique to the Chiv Mezoinus that a man has towards his wife. It's true for any single Balchayv situation. Okay, here's the punchline. And being that if he would go lend the money to him, meaning he would pay off his Chayv, the shame that I'm lending you the money by me paying off your chayv, or would it be considered a chayv? If I pay off your chayv, if the same exact person would pay it off without any expectations to 
get the money back. We assume that he didn't give him anything either. Meaning, just like if somebody would pay off somebody else's chayv, with the expectation to get paid back, he would have no fear to be able to get anything in return. Because what's the person going to say? The person that owes the money. He's going to say, I don't know who you are. I never asked you to lend me any money. You didn't give me anything. I... Why aren't you at the very least that's what we spoke at? Because you just you didn't give me anything. And because you didn't give me anything, I have no chiv now to make you whole. Well, in the same vein, if you would go now and you would pay off my chivis, not with the expectation to get something in return, I'm moichel at 100%. It's not considered that you gave me anything. And as a result, even though I'm mudr hano, I'm not let have hano from you, this is not going to create any situations. The Gemara Sushtal is that just like if you would pay off someone else's chayv with the expectation to get paid in return, you would not be able to get paid back in return because of lav midi kayavle. That's why we spoke at the Tosis in the beginning of the sugya because that Tosis brings home the point because you didn't really give me anything. So if you didn't give me something from the standpoint that if uh, you're not mechuyev to return the loan, then so too you didn't give me anything from the standpoint that if you're a mudr hana, it's not considered that you had hana from me when you're not supposed to have hana, and that's why it's not going to be a problem. So again, the Mishnah says that if someone's mudr hana, how could that possibly be possible? Says the Gemara, the first terrorist, Rabbi Yishia said, Amani Hanani is going according to Hanan that said, Ibe Desma is a Rabbah, my Rabbah said, I feel the Rabbah, maybe the Mishnah is going even according to the Rabbanon, Lavdafka Hanan, Hachavah Mayaskin, and we're talking about a very unique situation. So you don't find this every day, but it's talking about where somebody borrowed money and he made it very clear that I'm not paying back this loan. Now, it doesn't mean he's not paying back the loan, but it means, Rashi says, they made an arrangement that he's not going to chap in for the money. Meaning, when you get around to paying it, you'll pay it. But there's no due date, and there's going to be no tfia, he's not coming after him. So it was done in a very, very idle way. And being that it was done in that way, so even though it's true, this Yid has an outstanding loan, Shemin, but at the same time, it's not a loan that's keeping him up at night because he knows he doesn't necessarily have to pay it. No one's going to give him a hard time. So if Reuven goes and pays off that loan, it's not considered that he gave him a no. And it's for that reason, So we have two pshat and why Either Hamani Chananhi or it's an Right? Just classic, just in terms of what the Gemara is doing. We have a very, very schwer Mishnah. So what's the Eitzah? Either we find a Tana, like a Favorth in a Tana, According to whom it's not so schwer, or we make an akimta, a vilda akimta, according to which it's not so schwer. So the first mahalach in the Gemara is we have a Tana. Who's the Tana? Hanan in the end of Masechtus Kusuvis. This is one of the two things that Hanan said. That's what's going on over here. Or we made an akimta, uh, definitely a vilda akimta, where the person borrowed money, which is very unusual on the national level. Someone says like this. I understand why Rava was wanted to make the akimta. Rather than be making the Mishnah like the Tan Hanan, the Mikan like the Rabbanan, because he didn't want the Mishnah to be going according to Hanan. He wanted it to go according to the Rabbanan, the majority of the rabbis. Other Ravashi, my time of the Amakara. Why did Ravashi not learn like Rava? Why didn't he just make Ravashi like Kimta? I'm like Ravashi, because Ravashi is going to tell you that even if you want to accept Ravashi like Kimta, it's still schwer, because Nehida Hanal Leslie, because it's true. This person borrowed money on the condition that he was never going to pay back the loan. Or that no one's going to pressure him to pay back the loan. So the physical writing of the check doesn't necessarily benefit 
the mother hana from the standpoint that you just put money in his pocket because Rav Dafki was ever going to pay the loan anyways. But at the same time, Kisufa Milasla, if somebody is a loiva and he owes money to somebody, he's embarrassed, he crosses the street when he sees him. And as a result, by you paying off his loan, you're spearing him bizyoyness. And being that you're spearing him bizyoyness, that would be enough. And therefore, Hasam Nami, Isle Hana, be another Mikhsaf Mine. So even somebody that borrows money, I'm a national Leila Freya, but a little bit of bushes he does have and therefore if you go and you pay off his loan you're definitely benefiting him not maybe the money but at the same time you're spearing him that little bit of busha and that's why Ravoshnia held that to make an akint in the Mishnah why because of that that's just not enough of a reason if there are no pshad in Rava, but either way, those are the two mahalchim had to learn the Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah Vaita. So we shift our attention from the two halachas that Hanan said to now the seven halachas that Admin said. Number one, Admin Mishnah. Admin said seven halachas. Misha, if somebody dies, he left over sons and daughters. If the person left over a lot of money, meaning there's enough to go around, so what's the halacha? We follow the basic. Allah in the Torah, Habanim Yarshim, the sons Yarshim, not the girls. The Habanoiks, Nizainois, and the girls, they get supported. Meaning, the sons Yarshim, not the girls, but at the same time, the girls have a schuz, they get supported. Let's say there isn't a lot of money. All there is is a little bit of money. Rashi says the definition of Nechasim Muatim is there's not enough for the boys and the girls to be to be supported for 12 months. So this is what we refer to as Nechasim Muatim. Then the Allah is Abanas The girls are going to get everything that they need. And even though it means there's not going to be even enough food for the Banim, they'll have to be Yachsra Lapsachim. They're going to have to go around, figure out a way to shaf money. Admin Admin said, because I'm a male, I'm a Zacher. How could I lose out? And the Morris can explain that Bishful Shani Zacher means that I think I should get more. The fact that I'm a Zohar is not a reason for me to get less. It's actually a reason for me to get more. So how is it possible that Bishvil Shani Zohar of Sadati, Amr Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said, Roya Anias Divrei Admoin, I agree with Admin. So what's Admoin's first halacha? Admin's first halacha is really the other side of what we know from just learning Gemara, and that is, if a man dies, he leaves over Nechassim. Only the sons Yarshin, the girls don't Yarshin. Even though they don't Yarshin, they get supported. What if there's Nechassim Muatim? Everyone knows the Halacha. Admin didn't agree with that. Admin said, He holds that no, in a situation like that, there's no reason that the girls should get over the boys. What did Admin mean when he said, And the way the Gemara understands Admin, just the touch of Admin's words, because I'm a Zohar, I should get more, not less. I'm a Zohar. I learned Torah. That's the reason for me to get more, not a reason for me to get less. You mean that Admin's whole taina was only for a younger man? That's who it was for? But if so, Someone is not necessarily learning Torah. So for him, he agrees that doesn't sound like that. What he meant to say was, because I'm a Zacher, and I have a schus to get the whole Yerusha when there's Nechassim Merubin, how's it possible that if Sadati bin Nechassim Muatim, that I should actually end up losing out if it's Nechassim Muatim? It's just counterintuitive. If I have a schus to get more when it's Nechassim Merubin, then how do you rationalize that I'm getting less when it's Nechassim Muatim? Moving along. The second 
of Admon seven halachas. Now, this halacha requires a tiny bit of an introduction, and it's really going to focus on the sugya of Moide B'Miktza. So, if the first sugya was the sugya of Mavriya Chari, Hinech Moisav Al Karen Atzvi, this next sugya is the sugya Moide B'Miktza. A lot of shas cotton here at the, in the final dafin of Masech Tiskuba. So what's the basic halacha of Moedim Mikdash? Reuven goes over to Shimon, he tells him, you owe me $100. Shimon says, 50. So the halacha is, Shimon has to pay 50. Why? He's Moedim, he owes 50. Hadas Baldin Kimei Edim Dami. In fact, this is the source. This is the makar that Hadas Baldin is Kimei Edim Dami. We learn it from Moedim Mikdash. I was Moedim Mikdash, I owe you $50. You have to pay the $50. As it relates to the other 50, you have to swear. You have to swear a shvur de raisa that you don't owe the other fifty dollars. There's a halacha in the sugya of moedah b'miktsas that says that the only time a moedah b'miktsas swears is if he was moedah mimin hataina, meaning they're talking the same language. They're talking dollars, for example, a hundred dollars, fifty dollars. You owe me a uh, hundred uh, strands of wheat. I only owe you fifty. But what happens if Somebody was tanoi chitin, and he was hoidaloi, not the proverbial siren, but the literal siren. He was hoidaloi siren. You owe me 10 bushels of wheat, I owe you 5 bushels of siren. So then the halacha is that there's no halacha of moedah b'miktas. It's a xeris hakasif, that the only time we say moedah b'miktas swears is if he was moedah b'minatayna. Now, Toysvus here in the sugya brings Shittas Rabbi Gamliel and Masech Teshvuz and Perek Shvuz Adayanim, who holds that even Tanoi Chitin Vahidaloi B'Sa'irin has to swear. But for the purposes of today's daf, we don't know Shittas Rabbi Gamliel, and we're going to go with the Pashtus, and that is Tanoi Chitin Vahidaloi B'Sa'irin is Potter from Shvuz Adayraisa. The question is, what happens if somebody was tanoi chitin v'sahirin v'hoidoloi ba'achas mehem? So the Reuven goes up to Shimon, he says, you owe me 10 bushels of wheat, you owe me 10 bushels of barley. And Shimon says, the wheat I agree with, the barley is not true. Is that a moedah b'miktas or is that a moedah b'miktas? Again, 10 bushels of wheat, I agree to 5, that's a moedah b'miktas. That's easy. That's your classic moedah b'miktas. 10 bushels of wheat, and you come back to me with 5 bushels of sa'irin. That's tanachit and moedah b'sairin, for sure you're going to be potter. What happens if it was 10 bushels of wheat and 10 bushels of barley, and you come back, I agree to the wheat, I don't agree to the barley, or vice versa. So there, it's already a machloik is on Rav Nachman on Shmuel, shvita is is going to be part of so this machloikis amayurahim, and really this whole sugi of tanachit is the backdrop to the second of Admin's halacha. Somebody goes off to his friend and he tells him, You owe me kadeshemen, you owe me jugs of oil. And he says, I owe you the jugs, I owe you the kankan. But I don't owe you the contents of it. I don't owe you the oil that's inside of it. Admin says, You're a Maidab Mixas, you have to swear. Why are you a Maidab Mixas? Because Ruvain said, You owe me the kankan and the oil that's in the kankan. What did Shimon Taina back? I only owe you the kankan. Oh, this is a classic Maidab Mixas. You're Maidab Mixas, you have to swear. No, this is 
Atana chitin vahidolai besairin type of situation. The Gemara is going to explain. And as a result, you don't have to swear. Amr Abagamliel, Abagamliel said, Roy, I need a stivri admoin, Sigafelt Machshitas admoin. I hold like admoin. I hold in this case, you are made of a mixas. And in this case, you are going to have to swear. Zokta Gemara, Shamin, other Rabbanon. It would seem at first glance from the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon that hold. That your potter from swearing in our case, in our Mishnah, in Hoidomi Mitzvah Satayno, that they hold Tanoi Chitin, Visa'irin, Vahida Visa'irin, potter. That if someone is Tanoi Chitin, Visa'irin, and the person was Mahida Visa'irin, you're going to be potter, right? Why is this Tanoi Chitin, Visa'irin, Vahida Visa'irin? He was Tanoi Shemen and the Kankan, and the person was Mahida in the Kankan. So the Shemen and the Kankan are like the Chitin and the Sa'irin. Vahida the Kankan is like, which means that you are Now what the Chachamim Shita? Chachamim Shita is Potter. Isn't that a Tufta Rav Nachman Amashmul? We just spoke it up. That really you're going to be Chayiv. Now Toysfus asks, I don't understand. Why are you asking a, a Kasha from Rav Nachman Amashmul from the Rabbanon Shita? It's true the Rabbanon don't stim with Rav Nachman Amashmul, but Admin does. And we're going to see later in the daf that could be we paskin like Admoin. So if we even paskin like Admoin, and he has a tandem that's Admoin, so what's the big rash? So Taisa says a shot. But either way, the Gemara's kasha is on Rav Nachman Amashmul, who holds Tani Chidim Esayim Baidu Bechmeim Chayev, from the Chachamim Shito, who seemed to say in a very equivalent type case that really you're going to be part. Am Rav Yudam Arav, Rav Yudam Arav said, Now the case in our Mishnah, where the Chachamim said Potter, is not where he was Tanoi Kade Shemen, meaning he was Tanoi the Shemen and the Kanka. He was only Tanoi the Shemen, and the person was Moida to the Kanka. So it's not a Tanoi Chitin Vesairin, Vahoydoloi Baachas Mehem. What it was was Tanoi Chitin Vahoydoloi Vesairin. The Toyin was saying, You owe me Shemen, and he answered back, I only owe you the Kankan. And that's why you put, if it was Tanoi Chitin Vesairin, Vahoydoloi Baachas Mehem, and the Chanam, you would be Chayev, according to Rav Nachman Mashmul. But the mission is not talking about that guy. It sounded like it was, but it's really not. Really, what it's talking about is with the Teveas being. Toiveya only Shemen, and he's answering back, I only owe you the Kankan. But the Gemara says, if that's the case, my time is Admoin. Why does Admoin say you're Chayyim? Then you're going to have a problem with Admoin. Elam Rav, so Rav explained how this mission is going to work according to Rav Nachman Amashmul. The Kuliyama, everybody agrees, somebody goes up with his friend and he tells him that, you know, I have Meloi Asarekade Shemen. If to look at each syllable in this phrase, Meloi in your bar. Shemen katan. The way we teach it is he's telling him, I have Shemen by you. Kankanam loy katan. Doesn't sound like he's saying that you have my kankanam. As a result, if he would tell him back, Shemen would tell the Teveya, the Nitva would tell the Teveya that I owe you kankanam, meaning I have your kankanam in my bar, so then it's poshit that he would be potter. If he would say, Asara, Kade Shemen Meleim Yeshli Etzlech, that there are ten Kadim of Shemen that are filled with wine that you have that belong to me, oh, Shemen Vikankan and Katanle. Then for sure he's being Tayyim both. He's saying, You have my Shemen, you have my Kankan. And according to Rav Nachman Amashmul, Tanechitim is Hoyer and Vaidle Bachasmem. Dalach is going to be chayv. Keep ligi. What exactly is this machloikis? Hey, Chodam Aleyasar, Kadeshem Yeshli Etzlech, where the person said Asara 
So he didn't say Meloya Soro Kadei Shemen Yeshli Beboirech. He also didn't say Kadei Shemen Meleim Yeshli Etzlech. He said Asoro Kadei Shemen Yeshli Etzlech. Right. I think it's Kadai to do this a little slower, so we just appreciate the nuance. This is extremely nuanced, these few lines. He's clearly telling him, you have my Shemen in your bar. Right? He says, you have a bar. What's in the bar? There's no kankanam in the bar. There's Shemen in the bar. So he says, you have my Shemen in your bar. How much? Enough Shemen that you can fill up 10 Kadim. So clearly, Shemen Katam. So if he would respond back and he would say, I don't know what you're talking about. I have your kankanim, and they're sitting in my pantry. Oh, that's what he would say. That's tonichit and laidulay b'sayim. Good. If he tells him, kadei shemen meleim yeshli etzlech, what did he tell him? My kadei shemen that I'm meleim. My kadim, that's the kankan, and then meleim, that's the shemen. So clearly he's tonichit and b'sayim. He's being tying the kankan and the shemen. So if he comes, comes back to him and he tells him, only kankanim, that's a ton of chit and v'soyrin, v'hoytoloi ba'achas man, which according to Rav Nachman and Mashmu means, you're going to be chayef. Okay. The case of the Mishnah, where Admin and the Chachamu were arguing, was not either one of those two cases. Because those two cases, it's easy. If he says, my shemen is in your bar, so clearly he's only be ton shemen. If he's hoytoloi b'kankanim, he's ton of chit and v'soyrin, for sure you're going to be potter. There's nothing to argue about. If he says, kadi shemen meleim, so he's being tavei the kadim and Full kadim the shemen so it's tonechidim esoid vayilu ba'achas man which according to Rav Nachman Rav Shmuel everybody not just the admin everybody is going to hold that you're going to be chayiv so again there's nothing to argue about keep ligi where do we have what to argue about what were the tanom doing out the following case where he said asoro kadei shemen yeshli etzlech where you have ten kadei shemen now he didn't say beboyrech that would imply it's just the shemen. He also didn't say Malayim. So he didn't make it clear that he's being Toiveya Shemen. He just said Asara Kadei Shemen. There's 10 jugs of oil. So this language is a little shtickle ambiguous. Adman Eimer, Adman holds, Yesh Beloshen Azad Loshen Kankanim. That it sounds to me like he wants, he's telling him Shemen, he's also telling him Kaden. Therefore, if he's Hoidoloi Bekankanim, he's a Tane Chitin Vesoirim Vahoidoloi Bachasmem, Tane Shemen Vekankanim Vahoidoloi Bekankanim, he's going to be Chaib. Rabban and Savid, Rabban and Hold, in Beloshen Hazel Loshen Kankanim, then no. The way we interpret this Loshen of Asari Kadei Shemen is that he only is asking for Shemen, he's not asking for the Kankanim, and if that's the case, you're a Tane Chitin Vahoidoloi Bekankanim, or you're a Tane. Shemen That's for that reason you are going to be potter. Now the truth is, if you look back at the Mishnah, the Mishnah is a little mashma like this Akimta, because the Mishnah says, And really it seems to stim with the final Akimta of the Gemara. Sounds that way. He didn't say there's Shemen Babayrech. He didn't say Malayim. He just said, very simply, you have Kadei Shemen, which is what the Gemara said is the case where the Tanam were arguing. So really, the Loshan of the Mishnah, Rashi speaks this out in the course of the Sugya, seems to be very Matim with the final Akimt in the Gemara. But with that little segue, the Gemara now is going to flip the script. The Gemara is going to ask, It sounds like, and we, as we just said, it's meduik that way in the Mishnah that we're talking about a case where the person was toying as chaveri kadei shemen. 
That was the case. And it's over there that we have a machloikis between Admin and the Chachamim. But let's say it would be clear that the person was Teveya, Shemen, and Teveya Kankanim. Chayev. It sounds like everybody would hold Chayev. Even the Chachamim would hold Chayev. Meaning the only time the Chachamim hold Potter is in a case where we're interpreting what the person meant to say was Toyin only Shemen and not Kankanim. And it's Meduyak, like we just said, the Kimt of the Gemara. You were Toyin Kadei Shemen, Asari Kadei Shemen Yeshli Etzlech. If, however, it would be a little bit more clear, a little more mashma, that he was being Toyin Shemen and Kankanim, it sounds like in that case, you would be Chayef. According to everybody, even according to the Chachamim. So now it's a cash on the other Shita. On the Shita that holds, it's, you see from the Mishnah, so till now the Gemara was asking Rav Nachman or Mashmul. We worked it out according to Rav Nachman or Mashmul. But what's good according to Rav Nachman or Mashmul inevitably is going to be Shver according to Rav Chibar And being that Rav Nachman or Mashmul's Pshad is actually Meduyik, so now we have a cash on Rav Chibar Right, if Rav Nachman Amashmul's Pshat wasn't Meduyik in the Mishnah, it's Mashma from Rashi, we wouldn't have been asking a kasha on Rav Chiyabarab. But because the Pshat that we just said is Meduyik in the Mishnah, it sounds like this is the Pshat. So if this is the Pshat, meaning it's only where the Tfiyah was ambiguous, but if it was clear from the Tfiyah that he's being Tadeya, Shemen, and Kankanim, the Chachamah would be Moidi, you'd be Chayim. How does it stem with Rav Chiyabarab that all Son Rechid Mesoyim, Vaidul Be'echmen, you're going to be Potter? From the Mishnah, it's Mashmi Yechayim, I'm Rav Sim Barashi. So Rav Sim Barashi said the first of two Teruts, and Nasikim Eshatonai, Rimoim Bikli Pasoy. In this case, even Rav Chiyabarab is going to be Moidi. That if he was Tanoi Shem and Vik Kankanim and he was Hoidle Be'achsam, you would be Chayv. Ah, his Shita always Tanoi Chitim Esoyim, but Be'achsam, you're going to be Potter. This is different. The reason this is different is because when a person's Tanoi and Chitim Esoyim, the Chitim and the Esoyim have nothing to do with each other. They don't know each other. They're not connected. They're not attached. The Chitim's the Chitim. The Esoyim, the Esoyim, they're kept in different storehouses. They're not the same thing. And because they're not the same thing, we look at it as two separate things. That's not hoidomi minataino. holds in the sugis of hoidom mixes. You're going to be potter. However, the shemen and the kankan, even though they're not physically the same thing, but they're much more closely related. The shemen is stored in the kankan. Can't store the shemen without the kankan. And as a result, we look at them as rimoin beklipasai. We look at it as a pomegranate and its shell. And a rimoin beklipasai with its peel is considered one inyan. Meaning, if somebody would be ta'an rimoin beklipasai, and he was hoidolai berimoin, or he's hoidolai beklipasai, sokra b'chibar rabba, vada I'm going to hold, you're going to be chayev. Ah, isn't that ta'an echidim esoyim and hoidolai b'achsim? No, because the relationship between rimoin beklipasai is different than chidim esoyim. We look at it as one inyan, and as a result, if you're moidin half of this one inyan, you are a moidin b'miksas. So shemen and the kankan is like the rimoin beklipasai, and that's why the Allah is, even according to Absimi Barashi, when it comes to shemen and the kankan, you would be chayef if you were tanoi shem and v'kanka v'hoi l'bachsim. The mask of Ravina, but Ravina said, I don't agree with your tzushtal. Rimam be like klipasai, like minta, shem and minta be like kankanim. You can't compare the relationship between the riman and the klipa to the shem and the kankan. The riman needs the klipa. In fact, the klipa, it protects. It's the shomer of the riman. Shades of Mesachtas Uktzen, but it's the Shomer of the Rimoin, as opposed to the Kankan is not the Shomer of the, the Shemen. You could have Shemen that will be protected without the Kankan. Thus, I agree the Shemen and the Kankan, Zokravina, is not Mamish like the Chitin and the Sairin, but it's also not like the Rimon and the Klippa. It's somewhere in between. 
And as a result, he doesn't think Rabbi Chia Barabba would have a different sheet over Elohachab and Mayaskinon. So he said, I'll tell you, Pshat. You're right. It's Mashma from the Mishnah that if the Toiveya was turned clearly, Shemin and the Kankan, and then the Nitva would answer back Kankan, the Allah is according to Achami, you would be Chayv. What's the question? Has the Shem with Rabbi Barabba that holds Tonechitim Vasahirim Vahidulay Ba'achas Mehem? The Allah is part of the Chayv from the Mishnah. It's Mashma, you're going to be Chayv. True. However, we're going to make a different Akim than the Mishnah, and then everything is going to be Gavaldic. He said, Asari Kadi Shemin, right? And the person responded, he told him, Shemin is not true, right? All he was moida was Kankan. Even when he was moida in the Kankan, he said, Five I agree with, but the other five I don't agree with. The way Rabbi Barab is going to learn the Mishnah is. The Mishnah is talking about where the person was Teveya, Asore, Shemen, and where the person that was Moida in the Kankanim was only Moida in Miktas of the Kankanim. So he wasn't Moida to all the Kankanim. He was Moida to Miktas of the Kankanim. So the person was Teveya, Asore, Kade, Shemen, which is this an ambiguous term, and he told him back five Kankanim. So again, the, the tfiyah doesn't change. It's the same tfiyah. The only thing we change is we put a number to it. Ten. But it's the same thing. You would toyen asara kadeh shemen. The person answered back in the Mishnah, kankanen, right? That's what the response is. That's clear in the Mishnah. The nafkamina in this last shot is that he says five kankanen. So he's made the mikdash in the kankanim gufa. Okay, so how does this play out? Admin Admin holds yesh b'loshin azel loshin kankanim. That when the person was teveya asorik kadei shemen, the way we interpret what he was being teveya was he wants asorik kadei shemen and asorik kankanim as well. He's being teveya the shemen and the kankanim. Now, if the person said five kankanim, so it comes that he was made the mikdash on the kankanim umigu the mishtaba kankanim. So for sure he's going to have to swear for they rise on the kankanim. Why? Because he's a for sure made the mikdash on the kankanim. And just to be clear, this has nothing to do with machloikis Reb Chia Barabba and Reb Nachman and Mashmul Tanechitim v'Zohirim v'Hoydol be'Achas Me'en. Because over here he was a regular made the on the kankanim. And being that it was regular, why mix on the kankanim? Why? Because he said ten kankanim and he said five kankanim. So for sure, he's chayish for they rise on the kankanim. Mishtaba nami Hashemin, who be he'll have to swear on the shemen as well. Al yidei gilgal, based on a gilgal shvur. Meaning, even though really he shouldn't have to swear on the shemen, because klape the shemen is not an easy gemara. You are a ton achitim v'sahirim v'hoydolei ba'achas mehem. But migu that you're swearing shvur they raisa on the kankanim, because that is not a ton achitim v'sahirim v'hoydolei ba'achas mehem. So al yidei gilgal shvur will throw in a shvur that ordinarily you wouldn't be obligated to have to swear for the shemen as well. But this is only true if we interpret the toiveya as having been toiveya, not only shemen, as well. That if someone is toyin asari kadei shemen, we don't assume he's being teveya kankanim. All he's being teveya is shemen. And if that's the case, so then the hoida is not minataino, because then it's already a case of tanoi chitin vahoidoloi besoyrin. He was teveya shemen and he was teveya five kankanim. I never even asked you about kankanim. So there's no way to mix this day rice, so there's nothing to be toyin of the gilgoshfuan. 
And as a result, if that's the case, it's for that reason there's no shvur. So Zaktik Mara, that really, how you understand Pashup Shad and our Mishnah is going to boil down to a hard machlaikis. I mean, this is shots cutting here. We just threw us, we were thrown in knee deep to sugis and Masechte Shvurs. Sugis that relate to the halachas of Maidim and Mixes. Hard sugis and Masechte Shvurs. And that is specifically the machlaikis on my run. Whether Tanachitim Vesahirim Vaidoi Baachas men, are you going to be Chayiv? Are you going to be part of it? And at first glance, it felt like that was Mamish the Mishnah. It sounds like this Machloik is Amiran, Rav Nachman Rav Shmuel on one side, Rav Chibarab on the other side, is the Machloik, is Admin and the Chachamim. That's what it sounds like. Somebody goes over to his friend, you owe me oil and jugs, and he says, jugs, yeah, oil, no. Admin says, swear, come and say, don't swear. Oh, it's Mamish the Shaila. That Machloik is Amiran is really a Machloik is Tanan. Super high level, that's what the Gemara is not happy with. Can't be. Can it sign does it the Machlaikis? Okay, so what is the Machlaikis? So we have to get to work a little bit to try to figure out what the Machlaikis is. And really, the Gemara said it's at the end of the day, it boils down to a Machlaikis in semantics. It, it boils down to what exactly was the, the tfiyah, what was the taina of this person that was being toyin asari kadeshemen? Was he being toyveya? Shemen and Kankanen was, was he only being Teveya. Shemen and really the Machloikis then between Admin and the Chachamim is less a Lundish Machloikis. It's more of, of a Machloikis in Lashem Neyadam. It's more of a Machloikis in the world of semantics. What do we assume this person was Teveya? And at the end of the day, Rav Nachman HaMashmul, who holds Tana Chita Vesorim, the Bachas Man is Chayav, who make it work very beautifully, according to his Shita. And Rav Chibar Abba, who holds Tana Chita Vesorim, the Bachas Man is Potter, who make it work very beautifully, albeit with some Akimtis. As far as the way he learned the Mishnah, what is the Machloikis? The Machloikis is semantics. Let's just go a little weiter so we can be a little bit ahead for some of the raid that's going to be coming in the next few days. Snok the Mishnah. So this is going to be now the third halacha of Admai. We had the two halachas of Hanan. Now halacha number three of Admai. So somebody promised money to a son-in-law. So there's a shidduch that's about to happen. This is like in the olden days where there was already an Arison and now they got together and they're waiting for the Nesuin, the Yod Beis Chaydish and the Shver promised the Nodunyo Kederech Ha'ilam as we've seen in the Sugis and Masechtis Ksubis what happened? Uposhat Loyas HaRegel another expression so in the beginning of the daf we had the expression of Hiniach Ma'isav Al-Karen now we have another expression Uposhat Loyas HaRegel so what does it mean? So Rashi says two Pshatim, both interesting pshatim. One pshat is, he told him, you want to you wanna nod then? I'll tell you what I'm going to give you. Tul tit shal gabi ragli. You can have the, the tit, you can have the, the schmutz that's underneath my foot. Don't try this at home. Vanisha mati, she says another pshat, play oisi alo eights. If you want, you can hang me from my feet, from a tree, you can interrogate me, you can beat me up, you can pull out every trick in the books, don't try this at home either, regardless, either pshat, sucked Rashi, he said, I'm sorry, I can't help you out, so what's the halacha, Keshev, the halacha is, this man, does not now have a responsibility, meaning the chusen, does not have a responsibility, to now, Consummate the marriage, he doesn't have a responsibility to go forward with the Nisun. Meaning, ordinarily, after Erezin, now there's a Chiv. Tanayim, right? This whole Indian, you have a Chiv to consummate a marriage. Well, in the event that the Shmer promised an Adunya and now he was Pashat Loyas Aregel, so now the Chassan could say, listen, I agreed to get married, but there was an arrangement over here. 
and being that you're not delivering on your rent, Teshev, he can make her sit at Shetal Ben Roisha, meaning until she gets old, he has no responsibility to complete the marriage. Admin, Admin says, I disagree. The girl, the 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 cowl could say, "Ilu ani posakti latsmi." If I was the one that promised and I didn't deliver what I said I was going to deliver, then I would understand. But it's my father. What could I do? Either do nisua, meaning agree to marry me. Oy potter, or give me a get. Let me be free to marry somebody else. I'm Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel said, I think what Admin is saying is very reasonable. I agree with the sheet of Admin. Our Mishnah is not like the following time. I mean, the Gemara is about to bring a Brisa, where the Brisa again is going to mention the Machloikis and Admin and However, the Brisa is going to have it a little bit differently. And again, let's just get the Mishnah clear. The Mishnah's case is where a man and a woman got married, there was Erisin, they're waiting now, the Yormat HaMitvach, before they're going to do the Nesuin, in the interim, the Shver backed out from his Nudunya. The man says, the Chusen, I never agreed to get married under these conditions, under these terms. Machloikis, whether will force him to, if he doesn't want to marry her, at the very least give her a get, or no, he can hold her hostage until he gets what he wants to get. The Chachamim said, You could say, a deal is a deal. I'm not going to free your daughter. I'm not giving her a get unless you give me what I'm supposed to get. Ahmed says that, listen, if she herself would have been the one that made the arrangement, then you could hear it. You can make such an argument. But being that she's not the one that did it, it was him that did it. So she could say, what do you want from my, me? It's my father. But really, the significance of the Mishnah, and this is where the Bryce is going to be a little bit different, is who's the one that made this deal together with the Chasan Danan? It was the Shver. So, the Gemara says, like Haitan, the Mishnah is not like following Tan. The Tan, you learn to the Bryce, I'm Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, never argued in a situation where a man promised money to his Edim, and then he walked away, where everybody agrees, she could say, my father's the one who made the arrangement, meaning even the Chachamim agree, that if the father's the one that made this arrangement, for sure, you can't hold her hostage. What was the machloikis? Meaning, what is the machloikis? In a situation where she herself was the one that made the arrangement. She herself, She's uh, someone, uh, a woman of means, and she's the one that said that I'm going to bring money in. That she has to wait until she, meaning, you made the deal and you said you're going to give me money, then I can say I'm not giving you a get and I'm not doing the nisun. Admin says, even there, she could say, I thought that Abba, I thought that my father was going to take care of me. Now he's not helping me out. What should I do? Meaning, according to the Bryce, if the father was the one that made the deal, for sure this husband, the Chusen, can't let out on the Kala something that the Shver was supposed to have done. However, the case of the Mish of the Machloikis Amen, the Chachamim is where she herself made the arrangement. Now, Pashtas, you would say, if she's the one that made the arrangement, what's her schustaina? Her schustaina is, she could say, I thought my father was going to take care of me. I honestly didn't realize that my father was going to let me out to dry like this. I thought he was going to make sure that I had an adunya. And that in and of itself is a kaychataina. And there, I'm Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel said, I hold like that. But either way, clearly, the Bryce is not like the Mishnah, because the Mishnah has the Machloikis where the father is the one that made the arrangement, and the Bryce has the Machloikis Dafka where she herself made the arrangement. Because if the father is the one that made the arrangement, according to the Bryce, everybody's going to agree 
that the chassan has no schus taina. So the Gemara taina a brisa that elaborated on the aforementioned brisa. So we're going now to comment on the brisa's version of the machloikis admin and the chacham. Okay, what's the comment? Bamedvar mamurim begedoyla. The halacha of the brisa was discussing dafka or gedoyla. Avo bektana, but in the event that she's a ktana, koifin, then we would force. So the Gemara wants to understand what does this price even mean? Laman. Who exactly are we going to force? Do we mean we're going to force the father? Meaning that we don't force the father. That the Chachamim hold. And we're not going to force the father to pay the Nadunya. That's if she was a Gedoyla. But if the girl that made the deal, that promised the Nadunya was a Ketana, then we're going to force the father to pay the Nadunya. It should be just the opposite. Because we should assume that a Ketana doesn't have the ability, she doesn't have the authority to stop making financial obligations. So if the Ketana was the one who made this arrangement, then you should assume that in that instance, for sure, it should be the opposite. So it's not mistaber that if a Ketana does something, there would be Kaifin, but if the Gedailu does, it wouldn't be Kaifin. Ella, my rubber rubber said just the opposite. What does it mean? Kaifin, Kaifin, Lebal, Litein, Get. What we're going to force is, we're going to force the husband to give a Get. Meaning, in the event that she's a Gedailu, so over there, we are not, we're going to let everything be the way it is. However, in the event that she was a Ketana, so if she's a Ketana, so then there's for sure no obligation to the father, and we have to assume that the father is not going to have any responsibility to pay up. And being that he's not going to have any responsibility to pay up, so in that situation, we would force the husband to give the get. I mean, she was a katana that made this deal. I mean, that she was a katana that made this deal. I understand you don't want to marry her because at the end of the day, she's not living up to her end of the deal. But at the same time, for us to make her now be Talbanach, because of the fact that she's a katana, we are not going to do that.